Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Rob Port here on WDAY. I was letting that play a little bit in the teal. I was enjoying myself. I love it so much. It's so good. All right. We uh, got a pretty good show today. Pretty good. We have an excellent show today. That's all we do. Always an excellent show. Excellence is just something we do. We're going to have Macy Christensen, Miss North Dakota 2016, on uh, on the show today. And uh, we're, we're going to talk with her. She she spoke to the state Senate yesterday and gave an address. And it was interesting because she got a little political. She brought up she brought up the abortion issue. Uh, she thanked the lawmakers for opposing abortion and, you know, basically said that, you know, a lot of people say that our state is anti women or, or against women. And, and she said she didn't feel that way. So we're going to have her on and let her uh, let her expound on that a little bit. So we'll talk with her coming up here at one thirty. Uh, plus your phone call 701-293-9000-888-970-9329. Email talk at WDAY.com. Um, you know, it's 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 interesting. Yesterday, I was trying to find out because we have this this casino bill, right? That's gotten a lot of attention. House Majority Leader Al Carlson uh, introduced the bill, and it's you know, in the context of the pipeline protests and and the fact that you know gambling is always a pretty hot button issue, it it's gotten a lot of attention. So it was in the House Judiciary Committee yesterday, and I had heard that there were some amendments, and so I was kind of pounding the pavement. Um, pounding the pavement, you know, trying to figure out what the amendments were and get a copy of them so that I could put them on the blog and keep people informed about what's going on because that is my job. And I, I, I may have gotten some of the House lawmakers in a little bit of trouble, Natil. Oh dear, what did you do? Well, see, they were when they got when they got copies of the amendment. You know, half the Judiciary Committee who I had been in touch with. Uh, you know, they they were all telling me, hey, as soon as I get them, I'll, I'll pass them on to you because we're dealing with public legislation. This is the public's business. It's all public record. Uh, so a bunch of them snapped photos of the amendments and sent them to me. And I used some of them on the blog so everybody could see what the amendment was. And uh, and today, House Majority Leader Carlson uh, called them uh, called them into his office and they all got in trouble for uh, sharing the amendments, I guess. Why? I don't know. That that doesn't seem that doesn't seem right in any way, shape, or form. I guess I guess he was telling him that that I don't, and I I don't know if it's a personal thing. I've never gotten the impression that the majority leader likes me all that much. Um, and he, you know, he, he that's what he told them. I I guess, and I'm I'm getting this secondhand, but I've got it from a couple different sources. And I guess he said, you know, Port doesn't like us, you know, so you shouldn't be sharing stuff with him or whatever. And well, that's it, it, just too bad, isn't it? Well, it's kind of funny because I don't know what he. I I think the I think I'm, I think I'm annoying to him because I'm I'm a conservative and I'm a Republican, but I'm 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 not I'm not a homer, right? I'm not in this to just carry water for the Republicans. If I think they're doing something wrong, which probably happens less often than you think they're doing something wrong, Natil. But from time to time, I think they go off the rails a little bit. I'll call them out on it. Right. I'll say, hey, you know, I don't think this is right. And this is why, you know, particularly right now, I think lawmakers overspent. They spent way too much money during the uh, during the oil boom. They inflated our budget to unsustainable levels. They tried to use an excuse saying that it was all, you know, quote unquote, one time spending. But if that were true, we wouldn't be in the budget situation we're in now. Clearly, it wasn't true. Clearly, it wasn't one time spending. 
you know, we, we got carried away. Some of the spending was necessary. A lot of it wasn't. Now we've got a budget correction going on, and I think they ought to own up to the fact that they spent too much. So it's stuff like that where I'm going to talk about that stuff. I'm a conservative. I vote Republican, but I'm not I'm not going to carry water for the Republican Party. I'm just not. And if that annoys Republican leadership in this state, I don't really care. I don't care. That's not what it's about. And you know what? Republican lawmakers, share, all sorts of lawmakers share stuff. Republicans and Democrats alike share stuff with me. And sometimes they do it selectively, you know, because they know I'm on the side of the issue they, they want me to be on. And they know that maybe giving me stuff is going to help them advance their cause. I don't know. I always take that into account. But I get all sorts of information from lawmakers, uh, including they tell me when they get chewed out by their majority leader because they shared stuff with me. So you know what, Al? They're not going to stop sharing stuff with me. And you can trash me behind closed doors all you want, but I'm not going anywhere. So I think it's better maybe just do the public's business out in the light of day. What's so wrong about that? It's the public's business. Right? This is a bill. A lot of people are interested in this bill. They ought to know what the amendments are. It's public record. It's no big secret. We ought to know what they are. As a matter of fact, the Associated Press and uh, the Bismarck Tribune had had heard at least wind of the amendments even before the committee. They wrote about them before I did. I just happened to get pictures of the actual amendments. What's so wrong about that? 701-293-9000, email talk at WDAY.com. By the way, that, that the casino bill, both amendments were rejected. There were two amendments, one from Carlson himself, which... Really, really cut a lot. It simplified the bill to a great deal. Uh, the casinos would have been privately owned. They still couldn't have been located. Uh, he extended the buffer zone from the reservations. They'd have to be at least 40 miles fr- from a reservation. Uh, and then privately owned and uh, created like a gaming commission. Anyway, much, much simpler bill. That amendment was rejected. Also rejected was uh, an amendment from State Representative uh, Andrew Maragos. He's a Republican from Minot. Uh, and he wanted to do some stuff uh, basically to make sure that, you know, the, the legislature would be in control of what types of gambling would be allowed and, and some other stuff. Anyway, both of those amendments were rejected. And the Judiciary Committee gave the bill a 13-2 do not pass recommendation. Now, normally it would come to the floor, but but apparently the the House floor, just before the show started, uh, voted to send it back to committee for more consideration. So, you know, basically, you know, I, I, I guess the House floor saying, you know, reconsider these amendments. I don't know. So I had expected that the bill might get a floor vote today, and I, I think it's ultimately going to fail, but it's back in committee now, so I don't know. Maybe it'll come back next week. But honestly, I, I think the thing should just die. I, I, I think Carlson's plan politics here this is not and i am for just flat out legalizing gambling in the state of north dakota and i don't you know everybody's wringing their hands about the the tribal interests and the and the the charitable gaming and and i don't think we ought to constitute public policy in a way to protect any special interest you know that 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 has a a partial monopoly on gaming really because that's what's happened is we sort of carved out these monopoly the tribes sort of have a monopoly on gaming and the charitable folks have a have sort of a monopoly on gaming, uh, and and even the state has a monopoly on gaming because they run the lottery, and 
honestly, I don't like that. If we're going to allow gambling, which we we're clearly allowing it, right? Gambling is happening on the reservations. It's happening under the auspices of nonprofit organizations, charitable organizations, uh, and it's happening uh, in 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 the state sponsored lottery. So if we're going to allow gambling, let's just open it up to the private sector. Let's just allow it. But Carlson's bill doesn't do that, or at least it didn't do it as it was originally constituted. I'm not so sure about the amendments, but if we're going to do that. Let's have just a full-on debate about that as policy, and let's not do it in the context of, you know, getting a jab back in at the tribes over the pipeline thing. The right way to go about doing it. Anyway, more to come straight ahead on the Rob Report, 701-293-9000, Email talk at WDAY.com. We'll be back after this. Don't go away. Brings an urban lullaby, still rings true. When I passed you on the street that day, should have let that rest come fly away like any chance I Welcome back, Rob Report, WDAY, 701-293-9000, We're getting good feedback on the bump music again, Natil. Good news. Sorry, I got distracted. Boys Class B basketball tournament is on, and Ellendale is in the quarterfinals, and I am... All right. I am really they- hoping that Ellendale does well. How are they? How are they playing right now? How are they doing? They are playing right now. It's the first quarter. They are currently up five to four, but they're playing uh, Trinity. So Interesting. that's Dickinson. Trinity has always had a really good program, and that's a little nerve wracking. But we'll, well we'll see how it goes for them. Fun stuff. Fun stuff for sure. <laughs> you, the, the cool thing, people were yesterday. People were asking me about the uh, they heard the new songs or whatever. So they were asking on Twitter or whatever. The cool thing about Spotify is I actually put the link up. On Twitter, um, I think I put it on Facebook too. I can't remember, uh, but the link to the playlist. So if you hear songs that you like, just ask. I'll throw the I'll throw the link out there, and uh, you can follow along because music's awesome. Music's fun. Uh, let's see. You know, you know what's interesting. Uh, and, and by the way, getting back to the uh, the topic of the first segment, where uh, I, I guess I peeved off the, uh, the House Majority Leader. Uh, for for getting information, um, I, I I get that a lot, and and, and I don't I don't know how much the the, the public realizes this. Uh, a lot of times, because I I talk to a lot of people and I get a lot of information, and sometimes the information that I get, you know, I put stuff out there, and, and people get upset about it and whatever. And I I don't I don't know if people realize how often that happens, right? How often. You know, a, a, a person in power. You know, I've had I've had governors upset with me. You know, because you know members of their staff or members of their administration are talking to me or giving me information. And you know, I, I I guess we're even seeing that up at the national level too. You know, where I'm not what I'm handling is is not typically leaks. Um, usually, what I'm dealing with is public information. It's just people who are talking to me, people who are pointing me in the right direction towards information, but. You know, this is the job, right? I mean, this is this is what we're supposed to do is is try to illuminate these issues. I'm certainly an opinion guy. I wear my conservatism on my sleeve. I don't think anybody would mistake me for being anything other than what I am, which is a uh, 
conservative, but you know, at at, at the end of the day, I, I also try to companion with my commentary or whatever information, so that even people who disagree with me can hopefully be illuminated about a uh, illuminated on an issue. Emailer uh, Carter says uh, the Stooges bumper music. No fun was also the last song played by the Sex Pistols in their 1978 final concert. Uh, of their first U.S. tour, the Winterland, San Francisco. I, boy, I don't, I don't know about minutia like that. There are people out there who follow music that closely. I don't follow it that closely. I just, I hear songs that I like, and I collect them. You know, I like, I just, I like the way songs sound. I like the way they make me feel. I don't really care so much about genre. If it's, if it's good to me, it's good. And Iggy Pop and the Stooges are, well, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. You like Iggy Pop, Natil? Yeah, I guess I I don't listen to a lot of them, but from what the music of their, of theirs that I've heard, I have very much enjoyed. That's good. It's good to have an open <laughs> mind. It's good to have an open mind about stuff. All right. Um, let's see. We talked about the casino bill. I had other stuff, and I, I got distracted about this because this this thing with Carlson happened right before the show, where people were telling, "Oh, oh. you know, we got we got chewed out," and it 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 completely completely just distracted me. Um, so let's see, casino bill. Oh, we have uh, some bipartisan agreement over our new U.S. attorney, Chris Myers. Uh, he took over after Tim Purden stepped down in 2015. Purden was the Obama appointee. Didn't stay in office very long. Was there less than five years of Obama's term, uh, eight years in office. Uh, his, his appointment was delayed because he was appointed directly from the Democratic National Committee. And he was a very controversial pick. I would say very partisan pick. And and honestly, I'm I'm happy to think that uh, to see that that Mr. Myers is um is getting support from, you know, not not just Senator Heidi Heitkamp, but also uh Republican Senator John Hoven, Republican Congressman uh, Kevin Kramer. You know, everybody there seems to be just sort of a unanimous consensus that that Myers is a is a good pick. I'm even hearing from defense attorneys in the state saying, you know, they respect Myers. They like him. He's a good pick. And I, I think the reason for that is he's a law and order guy. He's got a big he's got a lot of experience in uh, in the criminal justice background. He's not a political pick. And I think that's important for our region right now. It, it, it was it should have been important under President Obama when we were dealing with the oil boom. And, and unfortunately, that had a side effect of drawing some crime to our area and some organized crime to our area. And we really needed some strong law enforcement leadership. And I'm not so sure we got that from Mr. Purden, who again, didn't have a background in criminal law and is somebody who was very much a partisan pick. So I am, I am very heartened that in, in Myers, I think we're getting somebody, he's got a background in the the state BCI. As a matter of fact, uh, Senator Heidi Heitkamp, which she was attorney general hired him, into the BCI at the time, so he's got that criminal justice background. I, I think it, I think it's great. I, I don't I don't know how much. Maybe this is a, you know a little bit down in the in the weeds for the average listener, but these sorts of positions matter. Um, they they matter because he is the top federal cop for the state of North Dakota. Basically, I mean to to be a little bit, I guess. To simplify it a little bit, but he's the top prosecutor for the state of North Dakota. You know, federal crimes in North Dakota go through his office. 
and having somebody in there who is is maybe not so much political, ideological, but but more just doing the job is a good thing. And and that's that's where this stuff ought to be. You know, the the president certainly has the right to pick people that fit in with his his agenda, right? That, that that fit in with his his outlook on how the job ought to be done. I mean, at the end of the day, this is still a political appointee. But, you know, the, the, the job ought to be law and order, right? Not using it to further, say, a left-wing environmental agenda, which is certainly something we got from Mr. Purden, who was the predecessor in that office. So I think that's good news. I, I think it really is. I think it's nice to see our members of Congress uh, agreeing on that got another emailer a carter emails back he says uh that's not trivia that's history saw the reformed stooges a few years back iggy stage diving shirtless at the age of 66 pretty amazing it is and i'm not running people down jay does this all the time the nostalgia thing with uh with bands and acts and going to concerts and all that stuff and i as much as i hate music or i must i hate music as much as i love music I hate going to concerts. Do you like going to concerts, Natil? Once in a while, yeah. Um, I went to a concert out here at Blue Stem for Weird Al over the summer, and that was amazing because it was an outdoor concert, and I love Weird Al. I don't go to concerts for, you know, just any band I, that I kind of sort of like. It's got to be somebody that I really enjoy. I just, I hate the crowds. I, I really do. Oh, I, I don't just mind. Don't, yeah, it bothers me. I don't, I don't like big crowds and stuff like that. I don't even like going to the mall that much crowds and stuff stay away but it's fun i like i like listening to music though that's fun and sometimes i hear people reminisce about some awesome concert and it makes me wish i was there if i could just get over my antipathy towards being in a hot sweaty crowd with a bunch of other people around me Ugh. i might be agoraphobic i don't know more to come straight ahead. We're going to talk with Miss North Dakota right after this. 701-293-9000-888-970-9329. We'll be back right after this. Don't go away. Welcome back. Rob Report, WDAY, 701-293-9000, is the toll-free number. Email talk at WDAY.com. Or, or you can send me tweets, too, at Rob Port. On with me now is Macy Christensen. She is Miss North Dakota for 2016. She uh, spoke to the state senate yesterday. Uh, and, and she was, she talked about a lot of her priorities and I want to get into that, but I, what, what caught my attention because I wasn't expecting it was some comments about abortion. I'll read them what she said to the Senate yesterday. I quote one aspect that I love in particular about being a title holder is that I represent such an amazing organization, yet I'm still an individual that could stand for things that I'm passionate about. And that matters to me. I have immense respect for our state for having taken a stand for what I believe is right in regard to abortion. I have had people tell me that North Dakota is against women and our rights. I have to disagree because not only do we support our women, but we support our women who are unborn 
and can't speak for themselves. Macy, thanks for the time. What what prompted that? What, what I mean, that's 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 a that's a touchy political issue. What prompted you to bring yeah. that up? Yeah, well, I, I decided to do that. Normally, I would stay away from things that I thought were controversial because I didn't want it to reflect the organization in a bad way. But I thought, you know, this is my one chance to say something um, that I've been thinking about for a long time because I've had several people, you know, during my year as Miss North Dakota so far, come up to me or they'll, they'll tag me on social media and they'll say that North Dakota is against women. And the reason being was because that we were, you know, that we were that we were pro-life. And this really bothered me because I thought, well, why does that make us against women? And so I thought I, it really inspired me to say something and to thank the people that were the ones supporting this. 701-293-9000 if you want to join the program, 888-970-9329. Email talk at com. Have you gotten any flack from it, any blowback? Um, actually, no. I, I've gotten a lot of support, though. I've had a lot of people um, come up to me and and thank me for doing it, and some people um, on social media that have messaged me. Um, and so I've, I, I'm, I'm happy with that. But going into it, I was a little nervous because even though I am talking to people that a majority of them support what I'm saying, I still have to go in knowing that there will be some people that don't support me. Do you um... – and, and overall, you talked about a lot of things other than this, and I, I want to get into mm-hmm. all that. But uh, it, it, it's it's interesting that, that people have that perception of North Dakota as being anti-women or anti-female or, or what have you mm-hmm. or against women's rights. And yet here we have somebody like you, who's obviously a, a high-profile woman, saying this. What what do you think that perception comes from? I mean, why why do people conclude, well, if you're pro-life, you must be anti-woman why why jump to that conclusion right I, I think it goes along with what we've been convinced in society like a lot of what we're saying now is different than how it used to be especially in regards to abortion i mean back in the day it was really frowned upon to get pregnant outside of a marriage and now it's almost as if you know if you get pregnant outside of a marriage you should own that and we, we look at things a lot differently. And so I think that it comes from this aspect that, you know, we should all be for women's rights. We should be, we should be powerful women. We can do what we want with our bodies. And I think that's true. But then we take it a step further and say, well, we can do what we want with the life inside our bodies, too. And then we start saying that's part of our bodies. And so it, we keep taking it a step further and I think that's where that where that idea comes from. Seven zero one two nine three nine thousand eight 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 nine seven zero nine three two nine. Well, that it was certainly. I thought it was courageous, and I got some blowback for calling you courageous because people said, "Wow, how <laughs> courageous is it to to talk to a, a group of people who most? I mean, not everybody in the chamber agrees, but most there certainly, given the political right. makeup of our our legislature. Um, mm-hmm. But I thought it was brave as as somebody who, you know talks about controversial political topics every day uh, and gets the the sort of blowback you might expect from that, it takes a little bit of courage, especially in this day and age mm-hmm. of social media. I mean, if people want to target you, they can really get after you. It's tough. So right. right. Well, thank you for saying that. Um, and and I can I can see both sides of that. I can see where you would say, you know, I'm not someone that normally talks about things that are political. I, I'm usually someone that stays away from it, especially with the title. Um, so I could see that you would how you would think that. But I could also see on the other hand how they're saying, well, she's talking to people that, 
you know, that totally agree with her. And um, that is true. But on the other hand, they have to look at, I'm someone, this is my first time doing this. This is my first time speaking to the House and to the Senate. I've never done this before. And I'm going in saying something that, you know, I don't know if everyone's going to agree with me. Certainly. I mean, is there any problem? I mean, I, I know you were, you were very careful in your remarks to, to, to say that this was your personal point of view and that, not that right. of, of the organization. But, I mean, do, do they put restrictions or, or I mean, are, are you in any hot water with them for speaking out like this? No, no. And I had to check. I had to check beforehand just to make sure that it was OK and that they knew I was going to do it. But I think the reason that they were OK with it is because I was being clear that, I wasn't speaking for the organization. I was speaking for myself. Let me tell me about some of your other priorities, because because something else that you're trying to shine a light on during your mm-hmm. your time as as Miss North Dakota is drunk driving, and yep. you alluded to it in your speech to the Senate. But you have a personal connection there. Tell us about it. Yeah. So my older brother made the decision to drink and drive about five years ago, and he was in a really bad car accident because of it. And he suffered a severe traumatic brain injury. And so I use that as the basis for my platform. So when I'm going to schools and I'm talking to students, I'm, I'm trying to show them how it makes other people feel when they make a decision like this. And so I use other stories other than just my, my own personal story of my brother, but I use other stories of people that I've met as well. And so I'm hoping that it's really moving and they see, you know, how much one decision can affect so many people. Are you getting any progress? We just, we just saw a report recently that North Dakota has one of the worst track records in the nation for drinking and driving and that mm-hmm. probably has a lot to do with ours being a rural state without a lot of public transportation there's a lot of long roads home in north dakota not that i'm making any excuses for it whatsoever um what sort of progress are you seeing in north dakota on this i mean personally i'm seeing progress with the students and this might not be something that you're going to see in the statistics and maybe it will be something that you'll see in the future i mean that would be that would be amazing but I'm seeing the difference personally when students come up to me and they say, you know what, I was in a drinking and driving accident because of my decision. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for shedding a light on this because I didn't know how to tell people. You know, and so I'm seeing it when, with these kids that come up to me and say, you know, you've inspired me. You've given me the courage to not give in to what everyone else is doing. And so and that really, that really makes me happy. But I don't know if it, it'll be a difference big enough to see in the statistics. But um, hopefully in the future you will. We've got a caller, Bob. Go ahead, Bob. Yeah, I, when when you mentioned about the uh, your stand on DWIs and education about that, I, would, I immediately it's a, it's a big interest of mine. But I was wondering if you have any contact information where I could talk to you more about it. Right. Um. So yeah, for contacts, I usually just go through the organization. So you could email book miss and D at gmail.com, and that email will connect you to me. Um, so that way, if it's something that you personally want to talk to me about, um, just send, send an email to them, and they'll give you the contact information that you need. Could, could you say that a little slower? I'm writing this down. Okay, it's book, Miss ND, B-O-O-K, Miss ND, at gmail.com. Gmail. Okay, I appreciate it. Thanks. Bye. Thanks, Thank Bob. You, Bob. Yeah, it's it's an issue I I think that's that's near and dear to a, a lot of North Dakotans and and we have sort of a 
at times a cavalier attitude about it in, in, in North Dakota. And, and I say that, I mean, I'm, I'm a libertarian, right? So I'm not out here to, to judge people or to, you know, cast aspersions about how they, you know, having a few beers is fun. I, I, I think, though, the message is there's responsibility that comes with it. If you're going to go out and you're going to have that type of fun, plan for a safe ride home. And I, I think for North Dakota, we're seeing – you know, with with the advent of ride sharing, Uber and Lyft and, and some of these other options that make getting home and not driving yourself easier. I I, I think I, I think that could pay some dividends. You know, things are getting easier, but it's gotta start with the person and not getting behind the wheel after drinking. And and you're saying that you're seeing this message resonating with, with some of the students in the state and as they get older, maybe that'll start to show up in some of these statistics. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm hoping that's the case. And one thing that I always touch on is I have some people say, well, what if you don't have a choice? You know, what if that's your only way home? And my message to them is that you always have a choice. There's always another option, because if you knew that you were going to kill yourself or someone else, you would find another way. Well, Macy, thank you so much for your time. Certainly appreciate it. And uh, and again, kudos for uh, speaking out, not being afraid. I, I so we have such a polarized society right now, and I think that makes <laughs> a lot of people afraid of, of speaking out. And I don't care what your political opinion is, you know, right, left, pro-life, pro-choice, whatever you want to be. There's nothing wrong with speaking out. Do it respectfully. Mm-hmm. Say your two cents. So people are going to disagree and they're going to fire back. And that's OK. That's the society we live in. But you know, we, we can't go silent. we got to keep talking to each other. So so yeah. kudos kudos to you, Macy, and thanks. Thank you. That's Macy Christensen. She is Miss North Dakota. More to come. We'll wrap up the Rob Report right after this. Don't go away. Uh, this would be Adventure of a Lifetime by Coldplay. I am using my usual computer for a recording of a news coming up here. You're killing me. I'm sorry. It's what I had. You got a problem with Coldplay? I got a problem. I got a big problem with Coldplay. Oh, I like Coldplay. They're not good. Well, says you. It's okay to be wrong, Rob. <sighs> <laughs> The problem is, is uh, that's so much. It's, it's, you know, we're, we're talking about music, obviously, but, and I have a subjective opinion about Coldplay, and and you say I'm wrong, and and that's fine. I mean, you could think I'm wrong, and that's, you know, we all music because we recognize music's a subjective thing. I don't like Coldplay, don't listen to it, which is fine. It is, and, and it is right, and, 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 and totally it's fine. It's fine that you listen to it. It's, it's totally great that you listen. Teasing to it. about you being wrong. Yeah, right. But the funny thing, though, is I was going to make a point about how that plays into politics, because so often people are like, well, you know, you didn't get the facts right or you didn't you know, you're wrong and and whatever. And, you know, you're misinformed. You hear that a lot, that accusation. And it's really not so much that you have the facts wrong or that you're misinformed or that you're any lesser informed than somebody who disagrees with you. It's just a matter of perspective. It's just it's it's a lot of public policy is subjective. You and I can look at the same as as a conservative type guy 
and a, 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 a left-leaning woman, we could look at the same set of facts and arrive at two different subjective conclusions, and that's okay. And so much of this this anger in American politics today, I think, is born of our inability to just recognize that we just see the world differently. That's just, you know, maybe that sounds simplistic, but I think people have a hard time grasping it. Hey, tomorrow I think we're going to talk a little bit about the health care act. I'm working on maybe getting somebody from the AARP on because they've been making some noise about the the new health care reforms. They don't like them so much. We'll see. You'll have to tune in tomorrow to see. Uh, Jay Thomas show coming up next. Remember, you can catch me here 1 to 2 p.m. Monday through Friday or 24 hours a day, seven days a week at sayanythingblog.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk again. Well, you must be a girl with shoes like that. She said you're not-